Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Under Review Show. I am D, and I'm happy there was a satisfying sigh. I just let loose because we just came off another fantastic week of betting. Our triple tease burger hit again. We're three for four the last four weeks, um, making all of us just tons of money, and it just makes you happy. It's just a satisfying, smug feeling that you just can't get over when uh, when your triple teaseburger hits, because frankly, they're pretty hard to do, and we started off pretty slow this season. I am D. Of course, this is the under-review show. Um, this is sports betting um, at its finest. We, uh, we're on every Tuesday and Thursday. You can find us on the underreviewshow.com. Um, you can find us at uh, iTunes podcasts. You can find us on podcast one alongside, you know, the Chal Sonnens and the Shaquille O'Neal's of the word world and the Caitlin Bristow's of, of the world. We fit right <laughs> in there nicely. And, uh, and every week I have a couple of, uh, of my compatriots joining me. And, uh, this week we're down to one. We get one man down. But we're going to recover. Um, so uh, we will be going over Mr. Eric uh, Rosenthal's teaseburger picks for the week. But joining me to discuss what happened and what went down last week is uh, the Fife Dog himself, Mr. Sean Pfeiffer. Good day, good sir. We're down one, but we're not out. Mm-hmm. We're down, but we're not out. Uh, I feel great about this week. I can't wait to talk about everything that happened last weekend and, and also preview some of the things that are going to happen in week 12. It was it was a little bit more of a predictable weekend than we saw the weekend previous. My team got completely embarrassed with their pants down on television. Uh, but outside of them and maybe the Carolina Panthers, it was a little bit more of a predictable weekend uh, in our, our triple cheeseburger. Man. We're, we're starting to heat up a little bit, D. Moly. So here's uh, here's the deal, folks. If you don't, if you're not familiar with this podcast or what that is, we do a triple teaseburger bet every week. Pretty easy. Um, what we do is we pick three games, we tease them, and the rule is you just got to tease it up or down by seven points, and then we parlay those three games together into one super extravaganza teaseburger bet. Um, they're very hard to do. Um, but the payout is fantastic if you can do it. And um, then we place the bet um, alongside the good people at uh, BetOnline and uh, .ag. BetOnline.ag is where uh, we get all our odds from. They're, they give us free plays to hand out. They give us insider information for us to share with you. And if you head there um, and use the promo code REVIEW, just like the under-review show, you can get in a little extra money in your account and probably use that to make a ton of money betting on our triple Tease burgers. So we came off another winning week from the triple tease burger, folks. Just so you know, we're going to go through each of these, but this is what it looked like last week. Um, I took the Raiders down from uh, 10 and a half points um, down to minus three and a half. Um, Eric, who is not here, um, teased the Jets up to plus eight and a half um, as an underdog, which was insane. Um, Crazy. And then, uh, Fife, do you remember what yours was? I mean, yeah, it's we, the we same bet the, every uh, week that you the, do. The Patriots, yeah, tease the Patriots to actually getting points against the Eagles, uh, which was, I mean, that's always fun. You get points against Philadelphia uh, coming off a of bye week, I might add. The the pick, are we just going to jump right into it? I'm why, down. Why don't we down. go for it? Yeah, let's go. Just, Tell us about that game. Tell us about your pick. So what you did is you teased the uh, Patriots, uh, who are a three, and you teased them right across the line to a to an underdog. Did you not? Yeah. Yeah, what a beautiful thing. Uh, the Patriots looked pretty ugly at the beginning of that game. Yeah. I'm sure you were watching, D. Uh, they yes. got off, I believe it was a 10-0 to start. 
for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so you know, ask me if I was if I was panicking at that point. Yeah, exactly. I bet you. No, yeah, not, at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, the, the New England Patriots, man, they, they just find a way to get the job done, and especially off bye weeks. You brought up the stat on last week's show, but th- this team is, I mean, they're incredible on a normal week-to-week basis. They're even more incredible and, and downright unstoppable when they're coming off their bye week. So, you know, you saw this team against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they took complete control of the game. They pitched a shutout after getting down uh, 10 points early and went on to score the next 17 points, uh, holding the Eagles to and, and keeping them at that 10 point score that they had in the first quarter. So once again, we're praising this new England defense, which, you know, D it's probably worth talking about here. The week in and week out, the Patriots defense has been downright astounding. Um, it's one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. Um, it was on pace for being one of the best statistically all time. Um, you know, though, the, if you looked at their schedule, like you know, they, they, they played some abysmal teams in the first couple of weeks, which p- people were still feeling, even though they'd gone eight wins without a loss and the defense was very stalwart the entire time. Um, it still felt like we hadn't re- really seen them face, uh, a vaunted de- offense yet. And when they went up against Baltimore, um, they kind of got shellacked. They were very uncharacteristically bad in that game. And by the way, it might not even have been the defense. It's mostly just like the penalties they took on both sides of the ball and the fact that they just couldn't, you know, get the, the offense just couldn't get out of its own way. So um, they came back down to earth. And by the way, this is their second road game in a row. You know, they came off a of shellacking. Then they go on the road again to play Philly. Tough place to play. Um, it definitely didn't feel like a 17 to 10 game. Their offense did struggle, um, but I mean that's a that's a tough thing to do to do that two in a row um, on the road, and and it, it ended where it probably should have. Um, uh, frankly, though, you know, there's a dropped touchdown by Julian Edelman in there. There's all these like little nuances you look and you if you just roll out the the actual game that went down. There's it probably was it wasn't as close as the score would say, especially in the second half. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about this Patriots team a lot more here coming up later in the podcast, but they they just look really good. And and most importantly, I mean, we know what we get with Tom Brady. We know what we get with this Bill Belichick offense. What has been the most impressive for me, and I'm sure to you and in the rest of the world, has been how dominating and, and how dominant. This defense has been all season, and they just continue to prove that. Now, I will say this. You look back at their schedule, they're they're being dominated against some bar teams, which that, you know, goes without saying. It's not as impressive. But even – and, guys, this is also the thing that we have to conceptualize here on the air together. They're still doing this to NFL teams. They didn't play the Miami Dolphins Every nine week. times this yeah. season. Right. Like they didn't play the Dolphins nine games. They they did. They have played very talented teams and, and, you know, NFL capable teams. And they're doing it. I mean, at this level for now, 11 weeks. So, I again, I don't want us to throw shade at the Patriots for their their lack of strength of schedule. 
uh, they're doing it week in and week out, and they just have to deserve the praise that they're getting. Yeah, by the way, all, all, all the other teams have to all play crappy teams too, and uh, it all balances exactly. out, especially the stretch too in the middle of their schedule here. It's quite uh, this this post-bye week. It's, it's pretty it gets pretty sticky for them too. So, you know, just starting with the Baltimore and, and Philly was, you know, questionable, but then, you know, they, they you know, play Dallas at home. We'll, we'll get into that. I, I will say though, what the defense is doing, I mean, he, here's one thing about how this uh, Patriots team is coached. Offensively, there's no question that they, their personnel, from a personal standpoint, they're struggling. Um, their offensive line, they do get Isaiah Wynn back this week, but, you know, not having Gronk there, who is, who is effectively just an additional lineman Huge loss. plus a yeah. massive offensive threat when they decided to pull him out. Um, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of those. So you, you're losing some personnel. Um, on the receiver side of things, you don't really have a tight end except for 74-year-old Ben Watson. Um, you lose a key blocker, maybe the best blocking tight end who's ever played the game. Um, they're struggling. They're actually struggling. But when you have a defense that good that does two things, and there's two things that Tom Brady just needs to be really, really good at scoring, um, just give him the ball. That's the one thing. And the other thing is let Julian Edelman throw when you can't. And that's what happened this week. And, <laughs> and they were allowed that opportunity. I mean, they're not even they're not even shying away from it either because they just know they'll probably get the ball back again if it doesn't work. Let's give it a shot. So yeah. uh, Edelman had to throw a touchdown this week to get them out and ahead. Uh, but truly, it, when they're doing this on the road in week you know 10 or week 11, um, they're, they're, you're, you're feeling pretty confident that they're going to be tough to beat, especially... Think about this. If that if that AFC championship goes through New England, which it very well could um, uh, right now, that's going to, with that defense, that's a tough place to win. Let's, uh, let's move on to uh, Eric's pick from last week. He took the Jets. <laughs> he took the Jets plus eight and a half. Teased them. Just teased a them gimme. Up. Just a gimme. And then the Jets go and drop a 34 burger on the Redskins on the road. I mean, here's the thing. Don't don't bet on the Jets. Just don't do. Just they just wipe them off the board. They just become a non, you know what I mean, a non-issue. But he just said he said screw it. He quoted before he couldn't make the podcast, but he said he said just tell the people how easy it is to bet on, on football. He goes this stuff is so easy. He goes I took the Jets plus eight, the New York freaking Jets plus eight, and they just shellacked it. He covered it so hard. Your thoughts on uh, on on his bet and maybe this Redskins team, which is truly something to behold. Yeah, the the Redskins, man. I mean, this this is another good bet this week because you got the Detroit Lions going into Washington, and they're only three point favorites, so three and a half right now on our friends over at BetOnline.ag's website. Uh, that is an exploitable spot, and and I think that it just goes to Eric's point. This Washington Redskins team, it doesn't matter who they're playing. Like it doesn't matter which which team lines up on the other side of the ball with them any given Sunday. It, it it's gonna be a really hard game for them to win every single week with this current roster with their current coach i mean this is it's not a good system that they have working in washington right now and i don't think that there's really that much encouragement there's no light at the end of the tunnel you know and it, with dwayne haskins i don't feel good about the washington redskins on defense i don't feel good about them on offense and because of that i think they're exploitable every single week and eric just hit the nail right on the proverbial head there because he, he knocked it out of the park. I mean, he took the New York Jets and they covered by how many points did they cover? I mean, ridiculous. Well, they covered by 17 points. They they doubled them up. <laughs> it's bananas. It's ridiculous. And yeah, I mean, to, to be able to predict that, that's just a scary bet. Like you, 
if you look at the Jets and like Adam Gase is, I think he might be an insane person. Like, he, I don't know what they've, what they yeah. got going on over there. And yet, yet he, he just had the foresight to say, you know what, this is, this is going to happen. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it because I mean, it's just, it's, it's a totally conceivable outcome that, um, you know, the Jets lose by 10 points to the Redskins on the road. Like you could just easily see that happening and it wouldn't be a surprise. Nobody would walk away and be like, Oh my God, this happened. The, where they would be like, oh my God, this happened is if the Jets won by 17 on the road <laughs> versus the Redskins. Um, that's the, it's just bananas. But uh, a kudos to Mr. Rosenthal for just slapping that out of the park. And like he didn't even blink or balk on it. You know, there's been a couple of weeks where I've been like flip-flopping. There was no flop or flip. Yeah. He just said, boom, give me the Jets. I'm teasing it up to plus eight and a half. Let's roll. Um, and why not? And why not? I mean, why not? Why why not feel that confident when you're playing against the fucking Redskins? Yeah, exactly. You know? How about this? How about my pick? Well, we spent a lot of Ooh. time last week talking about the, the how how the this this could play out, how the how the the playoffs because guess we have to start talking about right now, right? We're going to start positioning for wild cards and, and home field and stuff, because it's really, I mean, essentially if you have a playoff, um, uh, ideal in your future, it's a race to 10 wins. You know, you want to get, you want to, if you can hit 10, um, you're feeling pretty good for at least a wild card. You know, it's very rare that these, you know, there's anomalous if you're not going to make the playoffs with 10 or 11. And so now we're talking about teams that are probably, you know, locking themselves in and, um, and then, and then teams that, that, that are done for it. And one team that we talked about a lot last week was, um, the Oakland Raiders. Cause we thought to ourselves, well, yeah. holy crap, this team that was supposed to, you know, they, they, they put on the fire sale. They got all of the picks for the next two or three seasons, just tons of them. They got yeah. so many picks. You just go, okay, they're, they're blowing it out. They're going to see what they do this year. They, they, they're definitely going to stick with Carr. They're going to put a bit of talent. They grabbed Antonio Brown to maybe, you know, sell some tickets for the season, but that all blew up and you're just like, well, you know, one's not going to really blame you. Um, Oakland, if you, if you finish this season four and 12, because it's such, it's such a blatant rebuild. Now they're sitting at six and four after this week. <laughs> We got the momentum, right? We talked about it, right? We talked about the momentum that they potentially yeah, had. So what yeah. they're doing last week is they're going, um, you know, they're they're playing as a ten and a half point favorite, by the way, um, last week, which is which was, you know, yes, they had momentum, but they are playing the Bengals, who don't even nobody knows. Who, I don't even think they have a starting quarterback anymore. They're just gonna they're just gonna put they're gonna snap the ball straight to a running back every play. They'd probably have better success as a football team, um, but they go ten and a half. Based on just the, their momentum that they'd had, two wins in a row, we decided. I decided to tease them down from ten and a half down to three and a half points, and then they go and uh, beat the Bengals um, by by seven. So they don't cover their actual actual spread, but the tease put them in, and that's where we looked at it. I was just like, you know, ten and a half is too much over double digits for this Raiders team, although they have momentum and they're playing well. A bit too much. Get them down to something realistic. Three and a half. They go ahead and cover we win our cheeseburger. What are your thoughts on that game though? Like, I mean, happy as hell that we won, but um, probably should have been more than seven points, frankly. Uh, granted it was, yeah. at, sorry, it was at home too. I mean, his Bengal team, they should have run rough shot on them. Yeah, they should have. And you know, this is the thing, right? We didn't tell you to bet on the line. We told you to bet on the tees and the yeah. tees is what covered. And, and the reason that we liked it so much is because these teases give you that extra 
comfortability factor, right? You you feel more secure about these bets, and that's why we love to to bring you this triple tease burger and give you all three of our favorite teases parlayed together. This was a beautiful tease. I loved it last week. We talked about it off the air. We talked about it on the air and broke down exactly who the Oakland Raiders are going to be playing. And I, I want to just mention this too. While we're talking about the Oakland Raiders, I want to mention that Kansas City, like they're not making life look easy. And and we talked about this too last yeah. week. Again, they won by seven points this last weekend uh, against the Chargers in a game that really wasn't that exciting to watch. I'm not buying 100% into Kansas City. And if you look at the remaining schedule, which we did last week, I'm not going to do it again this week. I wouldn't be shocked if this Oakland Raiders team actually does wind up winning this division. And if that happens, uh, you should have bet on it last week when we told you to bet on it. Because the odds are starting to shift a little bit towards that direction. The Oakland Raiders are only now, D, plus 350 favorites to win the AFC West. So, again, I still like those odds. But I think last week they were like at, what, 550, 600? Something like that. There were some beautiful Um, dollars to be made there. You know. Things are things are changing there. Anyways, to, to your point, I loved the bet last week. I still loved it this week. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are a lot better than everybody, including me, thought that they were going to be this season. And they had a, a layup of a matchup last weekend that we expo- exploited and took advantage of. Yeah, and, and basically right now they are, in, in all to, to be realistic about it, they're really competing for a wild card alongside uh, two teams. There's two other teams that, that they can... Um, that they're, that they're vying for it. And that's the Steelers who are, I don't know. I don't even know how bad they are. I think they're bad. I think they're actually kind of terrible. And, uh, and your Texans who nobody knows. So, I mean, if I'm going to be a bet man and say the Raiders, um, with the remaining schedule can, um, you know, chalk up a couple, three, four more wins in the season and get themselves ahead of the Steelers, if they're making the playoffs here. That is an extraordinary season for John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders, if they can manage to do that. And that's like, you know, the Texans can probably turn it around. Um, you got a tough division, though, a, a pretty damn tough division. Um, I, I feel yeah. like I feel like there's some good money to be made on the Raiders. Maybe not winning the division over the Chiefs, although the Chiefs, Chiefs' home record is so... They're 2-3 and three at home right now in the season. You know, it's so nuts to think of. Um, yeah, do, they can't win at do home. we have a second to talk about my team just getting throttled let's, let's this do last weekend? Why don't we move on to that? And then we're going to go through this week's triple T's burger because yeah. it's a juicy, greasy one. It is. It is. I think that we're going to make it two weeks in a row. Actually, is it three weeks in a row? It I might be three. Th- it's three in a row. We're three for four in the last four weeks. It's all the money. We've, we're making a ton it's a of money for a beautiful thing, man. It is a beautiful thing. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, the, yeah, uh, the Houston Texans absolutely got embarrassed okay, last what weekend. What happened? 41 to 7. You were feeling really I mean, that good. was – how do you even, like, start any sort of an introduction on that game? Like, what, what do you say? I, I mean, here's the thing. Remember, like, there was a lot of hype behind that game too, right? Yeah, that's that's a sad thing too. Yeah, that's the other one. So I think it and that might hurt. It stings a little bit deeper in the cockles of your heart because it was supposed to be this showdown, wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to be. And and there was a lot of I mean again, Lamar and, and Deshaun matched up in college. There was all that working too. Uh both so Heisman much. candidates. I mean, w- there was so much and both offenses had been really explosive recently, but what we saw last week, D, and, and specifically just like Houston fans and I've seen it all over the local newspapers and all over the no- local media. 
uh, early this week is our offensive line needs some serious work. And I think our head coach needs even more work. I mean, we've, I've been on record and I know Eric has, and I think you have too. Bill O'Brien is, he might be the worst head coach in the NFL. Uh, and, and we saw that I'm not going to blame this last week for him. Uh, and to him, because I don't think it was his fault. And it kind of pains me to say that because I love to push blame on Bill O'Brien. I think that this last week, 100%, was the Houston Texans offensive line fault. I don't, I don't know if you saw the game, but Deshaun had less than like two seconds to throw every single pass. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was it was really painful to watch. Did you, did you get a chance to see how bad our offensive line looked? Yeah, it was. It, there was, it was a tale of two teams there. It wasn't this... You know, they're drawing these similarities together in these dynamic two quarterbacks. And then you you just saw, like, there were no comparison. It just looked like one guy was running for his life and one guy was for, like, a jog um, around a track on a balmy fall afternoon. You know, he'd had had a latte in his hand and he's, he's cruising around. And then you have one guy who like should be wearing a flak jacket and diving. Oh you know, my God. Like, I'm, I'm laughing, but it, it hurts. The, yeah. It hurts. Like I'm laughing, like, but the, the, you know, my, my core hurts a little bit here. Just, just thinking about how bad the Texans looked. Oh uh, Lamar made us look like a college football team. Yeah. Uh, and not, yes. <laughs> not a good college football team either. They, he made us look like, uh, you know, not even a ranked college football team. So, <laughs> Uh, the Texans, they they have a lot of work to do. And, I'll, you know, not to take away credit, give credit where credit's due. The Baltimore Ravens looked fantastic on defense, uh, and they looked even better on offense. I mean, it's, it doesn't take a ton because our, our secondary has been a weak offensive line, secondary head coach. Those are the, the glaring issues for the Houston Texans. Uh, and, he, and he exploited that. So, you know, a lot of uh, yards on the ground. I think they actually lead the NFL in yards on the ground, and, and they were able to uh, to beat us up on the ground, which is a little surprising. Our rush defense is good. Um, but anyways, I mean, needless to say, I, really what I wanted to do here, D, is I, I didn't want to just credit everything to Houston playing terrible. I also wanted to give credit where credit was due. And the Baltimore Ravens look good, so good, that our friends over at Bet Online actually have the Baltimore Ravens as the second highest favorite second heaviest favorite plus 450 to win the super bowl now after this, this week this huge has finally been a shift in the futures odds you've got to be kidding yeah. me it's it yeah, seems man. like it's been forever since anybody gave any other teams um besides the uh, the saints and the chiefs right it was patriots saints chiefs all season long so um yeah the baltimore ravens now plus 450 um that is crazy and fantastic well they gave a shellac into the pats but the pats are still up there plus 275 i don't know how much of that is value and realistic value or just you just don't bet on them because no one wants to lose money or the books don't want to lose money very interesting (laughs) i need to get your cheeseburger for this week then yeah, absolutely. Uh, D, I've been on record all season calling this Cowboys team an absolute fraud, and I'll, I'll do it again. <laughs> they, so far this season on the road, they've played five games on the road. They're three and two in those games. Two of those losses <coughs> were against teams that, well, one of them was against the New Orleans Saints. Well, makes sense in week four. The other game that they lost on the road was against the New York Jets in New York. If, if you're telling me that this team has lost two games, one against the Saints, who obviously we have to respect, and one against the Jets, we obviously don't have to respect, they're going to get absolutely embarrassed against this New, Orleans, this, uh, this New England team this weekend. The Patriots have just been an absolute lock. As far as – and I, I saw uh, Dave Mason tweeted something out earlier this week saying that all the action – 
uh, or the, the most action for this last week and was coming in on the Patriots. I wasn't shocked when I saw that. Uh, the Patriots have just been a layup. They've been a guarantee. Uh, and it's it's crazy to say that because, you know, when, when you're talking about betting just in general, it's hard to say that anything is a guarantee. But they've been as close to that as any team in the NFL. You actually get... The Patriots, this is the first time all season, by the way, you get them at home Mm. being an underdog by teasing them down and getting half a point. I mean, that to me is is crazier than anything on this weekend slate. All you have, all we have to do for them to to cover my portion of the triple teaser this weekend is have them win the game against the Cowboys, who, again, I'm not buying into Dallas. You you go back and look at the Dallas Cowboys schedule. Who have they beaten so far this year? I mean, who are we really impressed with? Yes, they beat the Lions last week in Detroit. That is, I mean, in in all estimation of every single big game that they've played this year, that's their most impressive win on the season. They lost to the Vikings. Good team. They lost to the Packers. Good team. They lost to the Saints. Good team. The three best teams that they've played so far this year, the Dallas Cowboys have all lost to. So, I mean, the Patriots are better than all three of those teams. I, I just don't – the fact that you're getting points for the Patriots at home against a fraudulent Dallas Cowboys team, in my estimation, is the biggest lock of this entire week. Yeah, giving taking the Patriots you know, at home after two games on the road, like we discussed. Um, by yeah. the way, they're getting Isaiah Wynn back on their offensive line, which is – Good point. Which is really good. Um, Sanu had an okay game um, this week, but he's just another week into it. You can see that coming together. If Julian Edelman stops dropping balls, I mean, I'm, what I'm talking about is offense here. It's it's all about the offense for the New England Patriots because that defense is great. Everybody knows it. It's it, they've they've shake they got shook up there by Baltimore, but they absolutely um, are in a position to really kind of start firing and if they start firing with that defense at home versus the Cowboys they're in a lot of trouble and uh, I agree to take them as a favorite at home against a team that hasn't beat a team a winning team all season long or a winning ish team all season long um, who have to come you know all the way into New England tough place to play not going to be very fun this is outdoors there's no there's no you know air-controlled dome action no jerry dome no yep. jerry, jerry dome, dome here man uh, this is hostile territory here uh you're talking mid um late november new england weather um man i i don't know it, it's it's a fantastic bet if you if i told you you could have even a straight up uh pats versus um cowboys you, you wouldn't even flip a coin. You take the pats all day. Love where your head's at here. Um, let's talk a bit about uh, what Rosenthal's doing. It's so crazy. It's the craziest thing. He might have the craziest oh, pet man. of the week, okay? Um, but this is a man who has been known to get a little crazy from time to time, right? He, he, he'll, he'll do it. He's taking a team that I personally believe are frauds, a team that I believe are, I don't even know, how to explain how they win games oh, no. because you're don't, allowed, don't say it. Don't say it. To, he's doing it. You're allowed to win by a missed field goal here and there or a last second Hail Mary or throw an yeah. interception with two minutes left and just somehow stumble drunkenly your way into a game winning field goal. Um, you can do that a couple times, but you can't do it for every game except for the Seattle Seahawks because they seem to do it every week. They drunkenly stumble their way into a victory. You don't know how they do it. You don't know why it happens. It seems impossible. You can't continue to play this way. Football is about consistency. There's always a characteristic that your team plays that will win or not win, and guess what? They blow all that crap out of the water. It does not matter. He's taking them 
on the road as two-point underdogs on the road against Philly. And, and and he's teasing him up to nine points. He's taken seven. Um, he's adding seven to Seattle. He's giving him seven. He's taking Seattle Seahawks plus nine on the road versus Philly. He's banking on the fact that not only, um, you know, they, sure, they can win games, but they can't win a game by, you know, more than four points. They can't win a game without doing some, like, egregious last-minute you know, throw the ball up and see what happens, play and, uh, and make it. And that's what he's banking on. And he says, Hey, they're going to cover plus eight in this. Yeah. Yeah. I, the couple of things here, plus nine, plus first, nine. first, this is scary as shit. Yeah, like I, I, Eric, I'm, I'm scared for you with this bet, but I will say this. There's a couple of things working in his favor that I'm sure he dug into. He always does his due diligence to look deep into the analytics and the numbers whenever he's making these, these bets for the triple teaser. So I don't want to speak for him, but I'm going to assume that he made this bet because did you know D that there's only two teams in the NFL that are undefeated on the road this year? Only two okay. in the entire NFL. The first team is the team well, they've only lost one game, and they lost that game at home, the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. The other team is the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks Both yeah. ironically happen to play in the uh, the NFC West. They have not lost a game on the road. Now, I'm going to throw you the, the double-edged sword here, and this is the part that gets a little bit scary. And it, it really, I mean, this drives home your point of how close and competitive every game with the Seattle Seahawks team has been all season. Fun little stat for points for and points against. Total points that they've scored the entire season and the, the total points that they've allowed for the entire seasons. The net points, so the, the difference between the points for and points against in all 10 games this season, they're eight and two, by the way, guys. I mean, this is a, a good football team on paper. Like you, you look at an eight and two record, you know, just to put that number into perspective, the Minnesota Vikings, they're eight and three, their net points, the difference of points, four and points allowed 84 net points. San Francisco 49ers, nine and one team, only one more win than Seattle Seahawks. Their net points is 140, 140 points between the two of them. Dallas Cowboys, they're frauds, but six and four on the year. Their, their net points is 89 points between those two Baltimore Ravens eight and two same record Seattle Seahawks their net points total difference of points allowed versus points for 145 points D do you know the Seattle <laughs> Seahawks wait. net points the, the I difference? need you to tell me what is it 21 yeah. 21 three touchdowns in 10 games in 10 games oh. like that number is is staggering it's mind blowing. It's two it, points. And a you game. know that they win by an average of yeah. two points, two point two points a game. <laughs> Less than yes. two point one points a game. Oh yes. my goodness. Wow. Well, there it is. I mean, maybe that's he's it, it, Rosenthal's onto something here. Teasing him up to nine means is his the probability of him being within that, because they just simply can't yeah. win. I, I think there's games where the Baltimore basically Baltimore beat Houston by more than the combined total point differential of Seattle for the entire 10 game exactly season. Right. Yeah, wow. that's exactly right. That's, that's exactly insane. right. And, and the Patriots, I mean, let's not even get started on the Patriots and that points. They're 179. Yeah, it's absolutely so like, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, that number is, it's a great indicator of understanding, you know, whether a team's lucky or good. And you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks, man, they, they've been, I mean, you, it's not even making the case they have been the luckiest fucking team in the NFL this year. I, I, you know, if you've watched any of those games, uh, you would tend to agree with that statement. Hey, finally, yeah. um, guess what we're talking about here for our final cheeseburger component here. Um, a team that's uh, very, very good 
a very good football team at home, um, almost a du- double-digit favorite. Um, the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints, nine-and-a-half-point faves over the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are what, what I would refer to. I don't know if you would agree with me or not. Um, but that is a team that is, is I would say, reeling. Would that be a, would that be a way to describe the Panthers, uh, a team definitely that, that they, their yeah, identity has been, has been struck from them. They let the Atlanta Falcons beat them like a circus monkey at home. That was 29 <laughs> to three last week. And now they have to go on the road and play a Saints team that is now really getting going in their, in their fun, fancy little dome. They're, they're only nine and a half points. We're going to, te- I'm teasing them down to just two and a half. I'm saying the Saints, can the Saints beat the Panthers at home by a field goal? You're out of your mind yeah, you would, if, you, if you don't you think that's going to happen. So. From it two, crosses two lines here too, D. Yeah, you get a seven, you get a three. That's what you're after. So you get both of those. If the Saints don't lay an egg here, I think this cheeseburger, that's a nice little bow on top of this wonderful, delicious little cheeseburger. So so what do you say? Um, if you uh, if you want, you can use the promo code review at betonline.ag. Um, you can bet on this cheeseburger. Um, you, if you had been, if you had been, you'd been making some money off of us. That's a pretty damn good thing. I'd even say bet on the cheeseburger, tease them all together, and then and then bet on the games individually with these teasers, or, or t- at least two at a time, because these are uh, these are some some pretty good numbers here, man. And uh, um, I'm actually very excited. To to watch a couple of these games here, and uh, you're riding the Patriots. How many times have you picked the Patriots this this season? Eight, you know, I'm going to knock seven. on wood here yep. for the for the listeners, but I have taken them seven times yep. this season, and all seven they've covered their tees. Well, there you go. That's absolutely wild. Uh, Five Dog, thank you so much for doing this this week. Uh, Mr. Rosenthal, we missed you, um, but I'm, we're glad that you were able to uh, relay us your information and, of course, take your tremendous amount of deserved credit for teasing those Jets and taking the Jets and winning money off them, you crazy, crazy person. Um, everybody, thanks for listening in. This has been the Under Review Show. You can see us again Thursday. We're going to do a bunch of recaps um, and head into uh, another week of NFL. Maybe talk a little bit of basketball because that season's getting going and there's tons of money to be made there. On behalf of Eric and uh, the Fife Dog himself, we'll talk to you later this week. Adios, muchachos. Adios, muchachos.